Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast, your connection to the small business community. Thanks for listening. We're dedicated to bringing you the best small business trends and tips. Visit us online at sbcncanada.org to find other ways we can help your small business flourish. Hello everyone, it's Linda Ocord Jenna here with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of the Small Business Community Network and we're delighted that one of the busiest business owners I know, a very important person, is actually a VP of Gap Wireless, Glenn Poulos, has found time to come on the podcast today and talk about the importance of visiting customers in person. Oh, so Glenn, that's a great topic. It sure is. Thanks for having me, Linda. By the way, happy to be here. Oh, I love interesting um, conversations with uh, business owners because you have such a lot of, um, I guess, information and a a wealth of, you know, um, I guess, education. You're educating me and educating our listeners. So what made you come up with this topic, Glenn? Well, I think that it's uh, a timely topic because um, we all know, you know, the big uh, the big C word, of course, COVID, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. that came upon us in March of 2020 and changed our lives, you know. Um, you know, uh, the, the business that I work for, um, it's, it's actually a business that I started. And then uh, after 15 years, I sold the business, but I still am the lucky uh, person that gets to work here. So uh, I'm still working in it as well. Um, but <laughs> But prior to the pandemic, you know, we're a we're a sales company. We sell high technology products to the wireless industry, and um, you know, uh, our days were filled with our uh, our product managers, our salespeople, a couple engineers, um, and senior managers all visiting our customers. You know, trade shows, lunches, dinners with customers, events, trials, demos. You know, and we never thought here nor there of it, right? It was just the way it had always done. I had other jobs in the past. They were sales jobs and I was always in front of the customer. Um, there are businesses nowadays that are a little bit more online focused. And and I mean, I understand those. I'm not really speaking uh, to that sort of uh, profile. I'm speaking more to the person that used to be in front of customers. And then when March 2020 came along, they had to stay home and and couldn't visit customers and had to figure out a new way. And that happened to us. Uh, we had to stay open in terms of our warehouse and um, and getting products to uh, the customers because they're Bell, Telus, Rogers, etc. And we were deemed an essential service. But all of our salespeople were stuck at home, um, and they were on Zoom with their customers. And you know, when they first started it, I think a lot of them thought, "Hey, I died and went to heaven. I can make sales calls in my pajamas, right?" And I mean, I only have to have a nice shirt on, but I can wear, you know, sweatpants on the bottom, right? And um, business on top, party on the bottom. I think they say, right? And, um, and you know, 
uh, and that that in the first while of 2020, you know that that went okay, and we were doing all sorts of seminars and webinars on online. Zoom, of course, took off, and um, you know it was really the only thing we could do. And and of course, right up and through 2022 or the early 2022, that was really the only method for getting face to face with most customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people thought though that you know, it was the new way, but uh, we, we've come to learn that it was just really um, a second best way of doing it compared to the real thing, which is visiting customers. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the reason I chose this subject is to make sure that everyone who may still think that, you know, they reinvented themselves as a Zoom salesperson mm-hmm. needs to get back on the road and get back in front of customers, right? Nice one. Nice one. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. we, we have the same problem, the Small Business Community Network, because um, I'm basically the face of the business. I used to, you know, meet people for coffee or take them out to lunch. And because they like me and trust me, I mean, fools that they are because I'm very untrustworthy. I know you've met me. Um, <laughs> um, they would join join as members of the SBCN. So um, we also had our uh, monthly events via Zoom. And you just can't gauge the, um, the feelings that's coming over. And a lot of people were participating by being in front of the camera, but they didn't really want to say much. And so... It's a bit of a downer for me because I'm a people person. So as you know, uh, we're having our meetings in person again. But I don't see myself as a sales person, Glenn. So would you? Can you remember any of the challenges that maybe some of the sales people had by, you know, doing everything on Zoom? If they did have any challenges? Yeah. The um, uh, well, I just wanted to tell you a little bit of a joke first. But uh, oh, yes, one of the things do. is as we as we came out of the sort of fully came out of the pandemic in the last few months and uh, most most customers, some of them are still a little gun shy about letting letting uh, non-employees into the building. But mm-hmm. most of our customers are letting us visit them now. The uh, but w- what we like to say around here is that uh, when the pandemic ended, uh, for the salespeople, we upgraded all their chairs and we had uh, nails installed in the bottom of them, right? <laughs> pointing up, pointing up, right? <laughs> and, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> if, you, if you get the joke, right? Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah oh, so we, God. yeah, we, like we say, we have sales, we have chairs for salespeople here, but they're not very comfortable, and um. Um, well, you know what? It works. It really works. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. It's, it's a good message to them. That is quite a, um, yeah. Yeah, a a great way to go. Yeah. So so uh, the, the problem that we're having on Zoom, honestly, is that, uh, you know, people were just uh, like if they if they had absolutely had something that they needed to speak to us about that mm-hmm. kind of warranted a face to face slash verbal discussion, you know, like because oftentimes you do things on the phone uh, in business all the time. But mm-hmm. if it required a face to face, then Zoom was OK. But beyond that, people were like, you know, only half of them had their cameras on. Um, and most of them, you know, you, if they wore glasses, you could see their screen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. images on their glasses changing and they were actually checking email and browsing the oh. internet, checking Facebook. Oh. And you were just not able to connect with the bulk of the people. You might mm-hmm. grab the attention of, you know, some people are very disciplined mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, would give you their full attention, close their browser windows, you know, close their other windows and distractions, put their phone away, but really distraction 
and disinterest was the biggest problems that we faced. Okay, that sounds yeah. that sounds good. Um, if it's okay to ask, um, yeah. did the sales go down, or did the your you know your salespeople do an excellent job somehow? They managed to get through. Or did you notice a change in the sales? Uh, so the sales did go down from 2019 to 2020. Yes, wow. they did. Mm-hmm. And um, but we're in wireless, and uh, we're specifically in the in the network side of the business. We help build the wireless network. Well, we don't build it, but we sell the equipment that gets put into the wireless network, mm-hmm. so your cell phones work. Yeah. And so 5G uh, took the 5G overlay at Bell, Telus, Rogers, et cetera, took off in 20, late 2020. And mm-hmm. so 2021 and 2022 have been a historically high record uh, sales years for us. But it's yeah. not because of the pandemic or Zoom or not Zoom or in front of customers. It's really just because uh, of the luck of the draw and that yeah. that's when the customers are spending a ton of money to upgrade their network. As they finish the 5G network build, and then they'll wait for a year or two, and we'll have a bit of a lull until 6G mm-hmm. or, you know, and then 7G or what have you come out. <laughs> and that's where they always spend their money. So, you know, and I always say, I always like to say, G whiz, we're happy, right? Like 5G <laughs> whiz, we're happy. 6G whiz, we're happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you're and, uh, yeah. So you, you, you're very successful, and I don't just mean in the monetary sense. You're very successful, you know, at pivoting, and um, you, you uh, offered an excellent presentation at one of our events a couple of weeks ago. And you're not ashamed or scared to say I made a mistake or I should do something different. So, um, how how are your salespeople trained? I mean, what kind of training do they have? And and is it something that you came up with yourself? Yeah. So, um, you know, we don't have a, uh, honestly, we don't have a magic formula for training, but, uh, and to, and throughout the pandemic, I think we really, uh, we didn't do a great job. We, of course, what we did do was what everyone else was doing was we had them, uh, all of our suppliers where we get all, you know, the technology companies that we sell for in Canada, we got them to do zoom presentations to our people mm-hmm. to uh, supposedly give them more training. And, and, you know, and our people were reacting like the customers that we reach out to on zoom. And I think a lot of them were like checking emails and only half paying mm-hmm. attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that the pandemic's over, we've, what we've done is we've uh, we've now, come up and and now we've also added a very senior human resources person and we've come up with training plans for all of our staff and so you know for accounting staff it's you know everyone gets upgrades to their accounting you know skills and what have you Mm -hmm. and in the sales staff we're doing vendor training and general technology training like teaching them about 5g teaching them about new telecom methods and methodologies so that they can speak you know, more intelligently and, and be more aware when they're in front of customers, when they hear something, when they, and when they, uh, uh, when they see something, um, we, we have not done a formal, uh, sales training like Sandler or challenger sales or anything like that in since the pandemic, we did a bunch of that before the pandemic. And so we've just started now that we're, we've got our wings back. 
we're we're looking at um, some team Canada wide sales meetings and bringing people in and looking at some formalized sales training, um, you know, for the team to bring up their skills. So, um, of course, uh, as you know, like I I never, never lose an opportunity for a shameless plug of my book. Right. So um, I did write a book on sales called Never Sit in the Lobby. And of course, Myself and my people on my team and staff members, they often quote my book to people when they're asking, oh, what should I do? Like, how do I how do I get back in front of this customer? What do I do when I get there? You know, and (laughs) um, and so, you know, I find oftentimes I'm I'm walking through the office and I'll hear like one of the (laughs) one of the staff members say, oh, well, show up with something in your hand and something in your mind. And uh, that's straight from my book. Right. You see, you've been. I was leading you into your book. You are so naughty, but it's not shameless. It's a wonderful book. And um, I guess at the last meeting, um, you know, people were so thrilled to hear about it. You know, they were saying, oh, we're going to order it. We're going to get it. So it's not shameless. It's what you should be doing because it's such a useful book. So the point I'm getting to, apart from that you've got a fantastic book and you're a really nice guy, obviously, is the importance of visiting customers in person. Right. So they've got the sales training, but would you agree that even in your part of the business world, every customer is an individual? Yes. And I mean, Have individual needs, likes, wants. So, you know, your guys, I think, and girls, whoever the salespeople are, are very wise, aren't they? Because they understand that they treat everyone as an individual, as someone unique, do you think that is why your sales are so good apart from the fact obviously you have something everybody needs, but do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, the, and to, to speak to actually the topic that I had suggested, which was the importance of visiting customers, mm-hmm. the, the real importance of it is that, that that's where the business is done. And so mm-hmm. the rule, the golden rule I always tell salespeople is that when you're in front of a customer selling face to face, you know, either demonstrating a product, showing them a proposal, following up or what have you, or perhaps maybe even, a, you know, at a lunch or a dinner or something that's mm-hmm. selling. Everything else is marketing and like. you don't work in the marketing department. And um, and so they're like, no, I like to scour LinkedIn and I like to, you know, <laughs> you know, send out email campaigns. I'm like, no, that's the marketing department's job. No, Their job is to provide you with leads. Your job is to follow them up. If you're mm-hmm. not in front of customers, you're not doing your job. Right. Uh, or, or setting appointments or what have you. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the importance of it is that that's where the deals are done. When you're at a customer, that's where you see what they're doing, how they're doing it, the competitors' products. Uh, you know, you might hear or see, uh, you know, um, information that would lead you to believe whether they can or can't make a purchase. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, and so and what we the other rule we try to say is that um, the mantra that we built our company on is always be a pleasure to do business with. And, um, you know, and that requires other elements in order to not be, not to be a, not a pleasure to do business with, if I could say that. That's exactly, that's what I'm saying. So basically you've got everything going for your sales team um, because if it's not a pleasure, um, like there's so many examples I could give you, but seriously, our um, air conditioner broke down during the first year of covid so we kind of trapped in the house and all the rest of it, and it's really hot. And obviously a guy had to come and see us from a, a large company, and we were wearing masks, and he was a bully. 
He was. He yeah. said, You'll, you won't get anything from anywhere else. And basically, you've got to take this deal and blah, 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 blah. And when I kind of intervened, he was quite rude to me. So we asked him to leave. But he lied, Glenn. And he should never lie because he said, nobody else can get you anything. There's a shortage. We went to a competitor and the way they treated it was absolutely fantastic in the aftercare. So that is my point. You can be very good at sales, but you can sometimes, not you guys, some salespeople can upset the customers, can't they, by the way they treat them. Yes, absolutely. And that's the building of rapport, which we find to be the one of the one of the, you know, uh, tenets of being a pleasure to do business with is establishing rapport, you know, and and when I, when I say it in plain English, I translate to be don't be annoying. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but back to your point of importance of visiting customers in person, it is so much more difficult to build that rapport, I believe whether it's in sales or, you know, any kind of uh, business situation, I find it's much more difficult on Zoom than, in, you know, face-to-face, the rapport and the really getting to the nitty-gritty with the customer. Would you say that you're, you're, you're back to normal now, right? I mean, your yes. salespeople are on the road. Um, so, like, you've got salespeople all across Canada, have you? We do, and uh, we have some in the U.S. as well, and uh, but mainly we're a can- primarily a Canadian uh, sales company. We have people from, uh, yeah, in Quebec and uh, um, West and in Ontario. So yeah. Would you say, because I'm not a sales person, but would you say you have to sell differently in America than Canada? Would you say there's a different, you know? Um, maybe a little bit. The numbers are bigger in the U.S. The deals are are maybe somewhat uh, different. Um, but in the end, it still boils down to uh, people buying from people. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I mean, the biggest difference I've always found in, in the U.S. is that there's m- more competitors and more strong uh, companies form bases in the U.S. So you're often dealing with the factories directly with their strongest people are in the U.S. Uh-huh. And the numbers are much bigger, right? And um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, you know, they always think 10 to 1, but for us, Sometimes it's 20 to one, you know, the size of the American business compared to ours, right? It can, it, they're so huge, right? And, you know what I'd love to do? I mean, this is such an interesting topic. I do want you to leave us with some wisdom on this topic, but I'd love you to come back when you have time, even if it's a couple of months away, sure. and talk about competitors because people fear the competition. And I'm sure you and I feel right. that that's not it. So, I think not everybody's uh, doing as well as as you guys and you with the meeting people in person in the sales part of it anyhow for lots of different reasons. So could you share maybe a little bit of wisdom, a tip to to you know the salespeople out there now they're meeting face to face to make them feel comfortable in front of a customer because COVID's still relevant, isn't it? It's still here. Yeah, so um, I'll just cite a couple of one I kind of hinted at, but a couple of rules from my book, right? One is Ooh. the title of the book, y- you know, never sit in the lobby. Uh, <laughs> when you're there, be waiting. Don't be on your phone. Don't be reading materials. Don't be watching, looking at the plaques on the wall. Don't be chit-chatting with this receptionist. If there is one nowadays, there really isn't. But yeah. uh, be waiting for your your um, your customer to come out and greet them. And when they walk out, be ready to uh, shake their hand and say hello and get down to get down to things. And when you're there, 
the uh, the rule I mentioned a few minutes ago, always have something in your hand and something in your mind. So basically, you'll either have maybe a piece of literature that you're going to pass over to them. Maybe they'd ask for a quote. So whenever they ask you for a quote, say, no problem. I'm actually in the area tomorrow. I'm going to drop it off. And they're like, no, 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 just email it. Say, no, it's no problem. I don't mind. I'll just drop it in the lobby for you. And they're like, oh, okay. And then usually when you show up, they're willing to come down and chat with you for a few minutes. Yeah. And that way you can, you can, uh, you've got something in your hand and something in your mind is, Hey, can you have a quick look and tell me, you know, give me your first impression. And of course you're not going to close the guy on a deal, maybe in the lobby, but you might <laughs> see his, you might see their eyes bug out of their heads or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they might be, you know, uh, pleased or displeased at what they see on the, on the paper, mm-hmm. but it allows you to go to the next step. Right. Then the, the, then usually after I do that, I, I always ask them, one of my little tricks is called always ask them for a mini tour. Right. Say, hey, you know, I know you've got a new lab, a new production line, a new warehouse, a new office, a new this, a new that. Could I get a little mini tour? Right. And everyone's like, why is it a mini tour? And I'm like, well, that's because tours take all day and they're a pain in the ass. And, um, (laughs) you know, and that's annoying. Right. So ask them for a mini tour, which is just a little bit of their time. And, you know, and if you need to, you can promise them that you won't sell anyone any encyclopedias. (laughs) Um, while they're walking down the hall, right? And then finally, one of the other golden rules is is never forget a face. So if oh, you've yeah. been to that building before, yeah. before you show up to stand in the lobby, in your car, go on LinkedIn and look up the names of the people in, the, in that building you know, so mm-hmm. that when you bump into them, it might be a year or two years since you've seen them, you don't mm-hmm. want to have a delay remembering their name. You want to bring it to the front of your memory before you show up. That way, when Sally's walking down the hall, you go, hey, Sally, how's it going? You know, and they're like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, right, that's Glenn from Tap Wireless, right? I can't I believe he it. remembered my name. And <laughs> then she's it. always she's always so happy to see you, right? And the, yeah, and the yeah. person you're with giving you a mini tour is like, wow, this guy knows everybody. And yeah, um, yeah so those are some of the ways to, to I find, to build rapport. And, and, um, the other thing is that if any piece of information is required while you're in that meeting in the Mm -hmm. lobby or walking down the hall, or maybe in the, in the boardroom, that's Mm -hmm. when I always set my next appointment, say, look, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, those are good questions. I'm going to get you some answers. And I know I'm back here in a week talking Mm -hmm. to Jack in production. So let me see if I can, can I get five minutes on your, on your calendar to get back to you face to face with those. And then now you're back in the building in a week. And, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. those are some of my little tips that I work with the salespeople to show them how to, uh, you know, how to focus on actions and doing and not be so worried about uh, fumbling and what to do next. Right. Especially after COVID, as I say, because not everybody's fully back into doing the sales in person. So basically they now have some fantastic tips um, and basically they'll feel a little bit, you know, safer knowing they're not going to mess up now could you please um give us um the correct you know the the full title of your book and where people can purchase it if they want to glenn yes of course so the title is never sit in the lobby Mm -hmm. and it's 57 winning sales factors to uh grow a business and build a career selling and it's available on amazon chapters barnes and noble everywhere books are sold in any form audiobook ebook hardcover softcover so what you're doing you're making it easy for everybody aren't you because not everybody wants to buy the the hardcover no so they've got so many choices i think this is why you are a legend glenn (laughs) your story is amazing i'm definitely 
No, seriously, I'm definitely one of your fans, and you also have an awesome brother who shall be nameless for now. But um, he's also, um, I think you've very quite di- you've got different personalities, which is great. So thank you again for taking the time. I know you're going to go straight back to work and 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 do your magic. But I'd love to when we both have time invite you back. I want to talk about not fearing the competition, if that's okay, because I think that's a wonderful topic. Excellent. Yep. Sounds great. Mm-hmm.